0: Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project podcast. Today I am here with Kate Reddington, Sorted Website Lead. Um, And Kate has actually already been on a few episodes, I think three, Already, which is so exciting. So, I'm very happy to have her back. Kate, how are you?
1: Kilda, thanks for having me back. It's nice to see you.
0: Nice to see you too. I'm actually in the sorted offices this time, so it's nice for a bit of a change and to actually meet you in person. Yeah. So lovely. Um, so, today we're going to do a chat based off a blog I actually wrote for um, Sorted, which was all about money mistakes I made in university. So things, if I could go back, what would I change? What would I not spend money on? Because there's a lot of mistakes in that way. And so we're just going to have a chat about both of our university journeys and maybe some things that we would change if we could go back or advice we would give to our younger selves in that, in that area. So Kate, did you want to tell us a little bit about your university journey, um, where you went to uni and what you studied?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went to Otago University. Um, I studied psychology. I did a major in psychology um, and a minor in Spanish. Cool. um, And various other um, classes. I really loved first year and how you got the opportunity to try heaps of different things. Everything, yes, I like that too. Um, And then I, after spending a few years overseas, AHC studied again, Mm -hmm. um, this time in... Wellington um, at a PTE that was called a net at the time. So I went back and did um, digital graphic design cool. um, and media. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. so how did you end up at Sorted? Just a quick, would oh, love to know. I don't know if that's a quick story to be honest. <laughs> Just to, uh, um, what was the progression so i guess study design so then i went sort of design and then i got into teaching design and then i got Ah. real into education Ah. and then i got into media for education so like and online yeah and then i started doing that type of work for the commission for Mm -hmm. financial capability which is where sorted lives um and so i was in the learning development lead position for several years here um, and then the opportunity came up to work more closely with the Sorted website um, and what a privilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's been a really great change and it's a really nice way of bringing together all of my study Yeah, and, and in a, such a roundabout way. Yeah. So I studied psychology and then I went on this tangential career journey (laughs) and ended up in sort of behavior change Mm. and teaching and learning and digital media and it's sort of all of these things that I've done along the way all pulled together
0: yeah I can see exactly how all of those little things could be so relevant working here yeah that's so cool oh awesome and um, and then I guess quickly I'll describe my uni journey as well but I'm pretty sure most of you would already know um, but I went to AUT and I started a Bachelor of Business Studies and I majored in accounting um minor in marketing so yeah my background has always been in numbers and just a classic bachelor's degree and that's all i've done so far for you is there something you would tell your younger self before even deciding if you wanted to go to uni or not like did you feel that was sort of your only option or did is that
1: something you really wanted to do yeah that's such a good question and i think it's everyone has a really different experience um And there is that assumption that you have to go to university for Mm. a lot of people and then i guess for a lot of people there's assumption that you just won't go to university so i guess you can look at it from both sides Mm. um for me i guess i felt in high school you don't really understand like the breadth of career options available You're like, oh, I could be a lawyer, or I could be a doctor, or I could be a dentist, or Mm. you know, exactly the classic things, and you don't really understand that there's lots of different ways of getting somewhere and advancing your career that's not necessarily the traditional university path. Having said that, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think what I got from uni was completely invaluable. Mm. I don't regret it at all. Even though studying psychology, in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a psychologist. Like, that's how this will work. Mm. Um, and it wasn't at all. Um, I think just being exposed to research and the tertiary learning environment, um, I think it just really added a lot of skills that I didn't realise at the time would benefit me over the long term Yeah. Um, and that I probably took for granted and mm. was just like, oh, this is like yeah, like couldn't maybe see the pathway. Mm. Um, Also the connections and friendships, I think, that I made at that time. And it's like that transition period between potentially living at home and then sort of being independent and becoming an adult and having to look after yourself. And I think that was an incredible, um, I guess, segue or pathway between school and being an adult Mm. it's kind of in between yeah so that was really nice but I can definitely see alternative pathways being right for some people as well Mm.
0: yeah it's an interesting conversation I think and for me personally I think if I was to redo my in my year 13 year again and sort of know what I know now I probably wouldn't have gone to uni and that's because There are things I feel like I would have preferred to have done and I myself learn best from experience and I enjoy that a lot more and now I know that about myself, which I didn't before. But in saying that, had I not, I have no regrets, definitely none, because had I not gone to you now, I definitely wouldn't have started the podcast, also wouldn't have had the opportunity to work at PwC because I never would have taken that scholarship. Um... So there are lots of things that also wouldn't have happened. So, you know, I feel it's just one of those things, life goes how it goes and you've got to like love the journey for what it is at the time. That's a Um,
1: beautiful way of looking (laughs) at it. You're so right. (laughs) Which can feel hard sometimes, but ultimately, yeah, that's... It is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Make the most of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I've always been the biggest believer that if you're going to go to university and have that tertiary education, that you should make the absolute most of it. Like, it's a privilege to be able to have that education and have access to that and be able to um, extend your learning so much further in that way. Um, and that's probably something I didn't take advantage of as much as I could have um but I think I would definitely tell myself before even you know wondering if you wanted to go to uni because I guess the main reason I wanted to study business was because I thought I would own my own business so I thought only made sense to then study business but I think there are lots of other ways you know you could go about that and in terms of career it would have been great to have more experience type days where you could really you know see what it's like to be a lawyer and see what it's like to be a dentist and then see what it's like to do everything else because a lot of people might think they want to be a police officer but then realize you know the actual the emotional trauma that might come with that isn't something they can handle or etc cetera, etc cetera. um so i'd probably tell myself all of those sort of things
1: that's yeah, I completely agree. And when I went back to study the second time, it was a whole mm. it was a whole different yeah. approach. Like, it was completely different. I hear different. that from a lot of people who yeah. do go back a second time. Yeah, and exactly that. Like, I went and talked to people in the industry yeah. about what it was like. I talked to people who had done the course before yeah. and asked what they got out of it and asked for tips on how to... Because you're more invested, I think, when you totally. go back for a second time. Whereas the first time, like you say, it's... And maybe, you know, this is definitely just a sign of the age I was and, you know, not really understanding perhaps what a privilege it is Mm. and you sort of, I felt that personally, I wouldn't say wasted (laughs) the opportunity but definitely could have got a lot more out of it or it could have been a a different experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it is just a... I think it's just an experience thing in general. I yeah. mean, yeah, I have friends who, um, well, I have a, a friend who didn't go to uni and then had that break and now she's decided she wants to be a nurse. So she's had that time to then stop, think about what she actually wants, experience a bit of life, a bit of work, and then make that decision. Because it is a big decision, you know, you're getting a thousand to ten, tens of thousands of dollars of debt. So you'd like to be sure when you are
1: making those sort of decisions. Totally, and that's a really good point because I don't I don't think I comprehended that. Oh, neither. At all in terms no. of how much that was going to cost. Yeah. And what the decision to go to uni meant for my future finances yes like just no comprehension i'm just like oh yeah going to uni study like cool 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 yeah (laughs) that's exactly what i talk about on the podcast like i say do you actually realize that you're taking
0: out a loan like a real loan and i say that because i didn't realize that it doesn't feel real no definitely not it's so easy to access this free money (laughs) in air quotes
1: yeah it's kind of invisible it doesn't yeah almost like credit cards i mean i guess it's like a lot of debt right it doesn't yeah doesn't feel real until it comes time to pay it back. Yeah, I and suppose then it feels very 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 real. Yeah. <laughs> and then
0: you look at yeah, the, your IRD and your page and you're thinking, "Hmm, now this is real." Mm-hmm. But I suppose it is like the same with even small things like buy now pay later schemes, 100%, so. And on that, what would you tell yourself before starting uni, both financially related and not,
1: with going back the second time? I had the advantage of hindsight. Mm. And so it was those things about talking to people in the industry that you want to be in, going and visiting them, seeing what it's like on the job, talking to people who have studied the course you're thinking about studying. Mm. Um, I think that was that was really important in terms of non-financial things. Um, I at uni I always worked, um, which I think made time a bit tight, and I think particularly the first time round, that meant maybe that I wasn't like it, there was less time for study mm. because I was working and I think that particularly if you're super committed and you know what you're doing what you want to do um and you really need that time to commit to your course then it's okay not to work while studying um but I did find financially that was quite helpful just to kind of Definitely. top up yeah um i think um I think what I, I – I was really late to the kind of financial um, capability <laughs> conversation. Yeah, yeah. And learning, like, quite late. It was definitely post-study. Right. Um, like, too embarrassing to admit, like, how late like, I came We've to this whole situation. <laughs> um, so I – in terms of finances, I would definitely – you know, you're young. You're just like YOLO. Might die tomorrow, mm. but like, you you might not die tomorrow.
0: And <laughs> Most likely
1: not. I can guarantee that you will still want to YOLO later. <laughs> so true. And you just want to be able to maintain that ability to and that freedom to to. You know do the things you want and you love and have the mm. the money and the financial freedom to do that and in order to be able to do that you just have to go back to the basics yeah and you just like real simple things they eh? like splitting your money up yeah <laughs> um saving for bills so every time you're not putting it on the credit card mm. and i guess just um yeah just the basics building an emergency fund that's not a credit card mm. um just yeah just real back to basic stuff Um, and the other thing I would probably advise and I think you kind of mentioned it before as well is just looking at that full amount over that period of study so over that four years adding up what your course is going to cost because you look at one paper and you're like oh that's fine but then you look at you know eight papers a year for four years or whatever it is that you might be doing and then you add up all your living costs and mm. your extra loans on top of that. And then if you have a credit card, don't get a credit card. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> Side um, note. you know, you just... it's It becomes tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And I think making that more real, mm. I think, could have helped. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think I would have definitely told myself, don't be greedy. And that is because something that I did that... I mean, you know, hashtag no regrets. But <laughs> if I could go back, um, taking out living costs unnecessarily, yeah, you know, a lot of my friends took living costs. I think the full amount you could take is two hundred and thirty dollars a week or something like that. Um, they took that out for three, the whole three years of their degree. All of my friends lived at home through uni. <gasps> I, <laughs> sorry, <that> shot. <shocked>. Was... <laughs> I know. I know. And um, I didn't start taking it out until a year and a half. So I took it out for half my degree. Um, and it's just so unnecessary. I was living at home, taking out and working. So I'm working part-time, 20 hours a week. And I loved working, so I would take on extra shifts whenever I could because I wanted the money, plus an extra $230 a week that my friends and I would call like a nice top-up <laughs> to literally fund our weekends it wasn't going towards anything productive you know there was absolutely no point in taking it out apart from the fact that I just wanted that money um and didn't probably have the connection of realizing I knew obviously I was gonna have to pay it back but probably a little bit of lack of caring as well you know just thinking I'll sort it out when I have a really good job and I earn lots of money because you know every grad will get a great paying job straight out of uni which is also not the case all the time. Um, and so, yeah, I think I definitely would tell myself that money you earn from your 20 hour a week job is enough to actually live a good life. Um, and, yeah, you don't need to take out that extra money.
1: Can you think of a way, like, I have been pondering this since I knew we were going to be talking about it. Like, you mentioned, you know... When you're at uni, you kind of just don't care. You're like, Mm. future me will worry about it. Yes. And you don't care about future you. You're just like, future me will be (laughs) on top of the game. I'll be like, CEO, earning heaps. There's going to be no dramas. Mm. But how, like, can you think of a way to make your younger self care? I'm like, I don't, I just feel like I just didn't care. And I just don't know how I could have made myself. Care about future me.
0: Yeah, I honestly think about this all the time because I suppose that is the entire point of the podcast yes. is to try and make these things relevant, <laughs> and that is the key, key word relevant. It has to be relevant to you, and I think yes. that's why so many people don't connect with the idea of saving for a house when they're yes. nineteen, twenty, twenty one because it just isn't relevant to them right then and there it doesn't totally. seem ach- achievable it doesn't seem like an approachable goal either it's just not relevant to it's their, not important and like, to them no,
1: in their lifestyle not at
0: all and so i think you have to make it relevant yes for you to care about it Yes. and that is going to change depending on the person yeah so i think that's a hard one to answer because Everyone will be different. I hate saying that because it's always the golden (laughs) answer for everything. You're so right. But yeah, if you can find something that actually does spark that motivation in you and excitement, then that is what's going to change. Like whether it's knowing that straight after uni you want to travel and constantly having that in your head, so that's why you're going to be you know really strict with yourself through uni. Or um, for me, saving for a house does not that goal does not excite me. So I like, but I really enjoy investing in the share market, so my goal is to build up my portfolio to a certain level. I love it. And that really inspires me, so having, and I can always use that money as a deposit or not, you know, it's up to me, but either way, that's the goal that inspires me, and it's still saving nonetheless. That's cool. Um, So I think it's really about making it relevant to you personally, and, and sitting down and, actually having a think about what it is that will inspire you to save money. Well, you want to delay gratification to get to somewhere. So what is the thing that will make you want to have that delayed gratification? Is it travel? Is it saving for a house? What is the thing that you are like, yes, I'm going to wait for this because I want it that bad. And a lot of the time, you know, when you think small student loan or really nice time at the student bar on
1: (laughs) Wednesday night. hmm. I mean, I know what I would have chosen. Yeah, exactly. I know what I definitely did choose.
0: So it's, yeah, definitely having the option that motivates you, I think, is important. That would be my answer. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I I completely agree. The only thing that made me save in uni was to travel. Mm. And very late in the game when I I got to the point... um, Well, wasn't that I got to the point even it was that I had the privilege of attending a course on financial capability and the trigger I guess there were a few triggers throughout the course but one of the biggest ones for me was exactly what you said is sitting down and thinking about what's really important to me Mm. and thinking about what I want to be, have and do in the next five years. yeah, And what I want to be, have and do in the next 10 years mm. and 20 years. And I might've said this to you before, but that was just something that I'd never, I'd never been able to see my future. I never cared about the future. And I don't know if it was the timing or the way it was framed, but thinking about it in that way was the first time where I was like, Oh, I have these short term goals actually, like I actually do, and I mm. have these medium term goals. And as you say, they're going to be different for everyone. And if I think about the people attending and the people I've talked to subsequently, travel's a big one. Investing, I love that. That is such a great one. Um, I have a friend who is super important to her to be saving a safety net, an emergency fund for her family, yep. because that's how they that's how they support each other, is mm. that, that's a big goal for them. And so that's a very long winded way to say yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think, I even say this when it comes to just basic saving, if you, you've got to work out what it is you value and what it is you prioritize. Mm-hmm. S- cutting out your everyday coffee isn't gonna make you a millionaire. Um, happy yeah so (laughs) yeah exactly so you've got to prioritize the things that are important to you okay maybe your coffee is the thing that makes you happy every day don't cut that (laughs) out but just work around that and see what else you can do that actually does motivate you so yeah I think that's an important conversation as well yeah I wanted to chat about scholarships actually because I always find this quite a valuable chat that not many people talk about did you
1: apply for any I didn't and I love that you're talking about it because it never occurred to me. Mm. So I'd love to hear more about your experience.
0: Yeah. So I, in my last year of high school, uh, my school definitely didn't put forward any scholarships or anything. And if they did, it was probably only two. Because I don't know if they still stream classes in high school. But it was probably mm-hmm. only to the top streams, I'd say. Because they probably thought those are the only people capable of getting them. Cold. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> so um, I took it upon myself to give it a google Uh, and you can literally just google Auckland scholarships New Zealand scholarships or like you know local or national scholarships um, and it'll come up with heaps of different ones you can apply for so I found the PwC high school scholarship I applied for I got an interview and I ended up getting it and I think a lot of that was just my ability to sell myself and the fact that I actually believed in myself that they then believed in me so I think a big part of that is is you it's not about your grades it's not about things like that because my grades definitely weren't amazing um I tried in school of course but nothing outstanding it was very very average um so my way of trying to be different was by showing that you know I really actually believed in myself that I could make something of my life um and if you can inspire others with the way you talk about yourself like they will fully believe in you and so I think if you can apply when you go for scholarships, you know believe in yourself and actually apply for as many as you can. Don't think, "Oh, will I get it? Will I get this one or won't I?" Just apply for it. Just still go for it because you never know um, who's going to say yes to you. Uh, and there's so many opportunities to do that, and and things you probably haven't even been made aware of. So ask the people around you. Ask your teachers. Um, Google it. I know there are scholarships also available for students in the middle of uni, not just pre-uni. So definitely look into those as well if you need financial aid or if you just want a bit of help. Um, And so I think knowing that that opportunity is there is really important because the only reason I sort of knew was because I I guess I was a bit proactive and I went out and googled it myself but otherwise I wouldn't have known Um, and none of my friends really went for scholarships either and they definitely could have gotten them so if you can do it is my thoughts
1: (laughs) I love that so much it's so inspiring (laughs) thank you very very cool and I think not only like you know amazing getting the scholarship but even just going through the process of applying for them Mm. i think that's maybe a skill that you might not realize but that that's a great skill to have you know like it's just another it's just another wonderful thing you can add to your talk about
0: Mm. yeah definitely and i i say the same thing about applying for jobs like when people i see so many people going through job sites and they're thinking oh no i don't qualify for this I don't can't do that just apply for them anyway like if you think you're capable of doing the job fully just apply for it I've always done that and I feel like so many opportunities have come as a result of it Um, and it's the same with scholarships you know you might not think that you're smart enough or or whatever the story is but definitely still go for it because you will surprise yourself and like you say if anything it's just another skill Um, and also just teaches you to write about yourself and get used to thinking, oh, what actually are my strengths and how do I apply those in, in real life? Cause that's not often something you would ask yourself anyway. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so I guess we we'll sort of touched on some of them, but what would you say your three biggest money mistakes in university were?
1: Yes. <laughs> um, great question. So not saving for the longer term, like even just a little bit, just like just a little bit. Um, and I guess this is kind of the same point, but, um, like not splitting something out from my travel fund to come back to, mm. um, I tended to just—I shouldn't say this. No, I'm going to. <laughs> so I would just like travel on my last paycheck. Like I'd get a job, yeah. Spend all my money, last paycheck, move to a new place, and then like have to find a job immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I came. What home. a story, though. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, It was great, I'm not going (laughs) to lie, it was so cool, I loved it. Sometimes you've got to do those things, but yeah. (laughs) Um, I learned learned a lot. Um, And I did end up living on a beach for a while. Wow. Because I ran out of money, which is not something I'm proud of. Um, But yeah, so just having having an emergency fund, I think, would have been Mm. great. Um, And just not having good money habits. Yeah. Yeah. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'd say... um, Mine were not understanding how current me is affecting future me, Mm -hmm. um, which is probably just one big one that also covers all the little things underneath that, like taking out too much in living costs, taking out course-related costs for things that definitely weren't course-related, and almost doing a lot out of, not peer pressure, but I guess FOMO and thinking that you should be doing – these things and living up the uni life when you might not even necessarily want to I think you should just Uh stick to what feels authentic to you and if if that's going out and having a good time you know do that and manage it responsibly where you can and if it's not then don't feel like you have to do those sorts of things either. (laughs) Have
1: you noticed any of those money mistakes impact you today? Yeah definitely so I'm I'm super lucky to have paid off my student loan um but well, i did congrats. have some house, and also i'm quite old <laughs> <laughs> so i've had a bit of time um but i still i do have friends who um feel super burdened by their loans still mm. um especially ones who want to live and work overseas yeah right um, but even even just knowing that that chunk of money is going to be coming out of your paycheck mm. every pay um it's, it is a real burden that's money that you can't have and you can't use and you can't put towards things that are important to you now mm. um, and I think that's the thing about debt is people totally underestimate the emotional burden mm. um, it, you don't it's, it's kind of like studying actually like you know when you're studying you never really feel completely relaxed yeah like even when you're going out for a night or taking you know you sleep and you miss a lecture Mm. or you've got an afternoon off with no lectures but there's always assignments due there's always stuff you Mm. should be studying like and there's that that day of freedom when you finish and you're just like oh my gosh there's no more (laughs) this weight has been lifted yeah i feel like debt is the same feeling and you don't it's kind of like you don't know you have it until it's gone. Yeah. Um, and I guess that would be something that I don't know. Trying to illustrate that to my to my younger self is the impact on well being because to me that's really important. Um, is staying well mm. mentally, hundred um, percent, and physically. And yeah. I think. Yeah. So I guess I see that I see student loans in particular impacting the well being of people close to me Mm. and even though it's interest free, it's still a debt and you're still paying it off. Um, So how else did it impact me today? Um, I was definitely, as we've discussed, (laughs) um, way slower to get started on sort of longer term goals like saving for a house. Um, this has definitely impacted me for sure Um, so I'm kind Mm. of in that mindset now Um, I'm kind of in my 30s and that's something I'm thinking about but I'm I'm so many years behind and in the meantime we all know what's happened in the housing market so it sort of feels further than reach from ever Mm. than ever and um, you know I don't regret it (laughs) Um, but I'm not sure I would have done it the same way yeah. Um, if I did it again, especially when it comes to money. And I guess that comes back to that point that it's like a little and long if you're just saving like $10 a week mm-hmm. and hiding it throughout uni. Like if I'd done that, and even throughout my 20s, you know, the, the interest or returns that I could have made on that, if I'd known better, um, could have made a real difference. Yeah, time is
0: your biggest asset, eh? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I think, even like I'm 22 and I still think... I had to start investing when I was 16, (laughs) (laughs) which is just so ridiculous because I wasn't going to get started when I was 16. But the earlier you can get started, the better, for sure. And I guess the the sad but also comforting but also sad thing is that so many people were in the exact same boat with these late starts and feeling like they are behind the the ball or the curve on on all of this, which um, is hard because then you're starting from a point where a lot of people – they don't know what to do but they're also uneducated on i guess the topics and the things around that so it's starting from the very basics and building up that jargon level to the point where you can feel confident to do things like invest yeah. um whether it's in the share market or in property um so yeah i think that's important too you're yeah, going back to fomo and which is fear of missing out, I'm sure everyone knows that. But <laughs> <laughs> did you feel like you ever gave in to social pressure like that?
1: Absolutely, was a, a, part, a part of uni life. Mm. Um, I guess if I think about how I think about money now, which is obviously with a lot more knowledge and planning, um, I think that I, I wouldn't try to avoid it completely. So kind of the same way I approach life now, um, but figure out a way to do it that feels right um, and doesn't jeopardise other aspects of your financial well-being. So an example I could think of, like, at uni, like, BYOs were a really big thing. I don't know if that's still a really big thing now. I don't know if it's a Dunedin thing. I still thing. go to the odd BYO. Yeah, me too. Good time. <laughs> um, like, eat dinner at home before mm. you go. <laughs> um, just little things like that, I guess. Um, and, yeah, just make it like adapting it like i think you know you can find some great bargains in second hand stores and and have a really great life while still covering the basics still Mm. siphoning away a little bit each week
0: yeah definitely I, i was just gonna say on that there are so many little businesses now that can help you with that like especially when it comes to things like clothes um, there's places like Designer Wardrobe that sells second-hand you know, designer stuff if you are wanting to buy more expensive items. Or there's another um, business that has just started there called And Again. I don't know if you've heard of them. No. But they. Um, Wendy is the girl who runs it. And basically, you know how the process of you can... Um, sell your clothes online or whatever. She basically takes all the admin out of that. So you send her your old clothes, she puts them up on her website and then people buy them off there and then she'll give you the sort of profits back and then like take a fee from that and you can either donate that money to charity or keep it or um, there's like different options. And so that's a really great business to literally make money potentially but also buy secondhand stuff without any of the admin
1: yeah kind of like cycle boutique. yeah similar
0: yeah. yeah nice yeah so there's there's things like that as well that are like little tools that can help you i think a lot of the stuff you do only learn once you're out of it because you have the benefit of hindsight yeah when you're with like in the daily grind of uni and then going out on the weekend living that kind of lifestyle you're just in it and you're just living it for what it is and that's great and that's probably the best part about it Um, but I think if you can at least be self-aware then you can make your own decision as to what is important and what isn't to you like my social life was extremely important to me so obviously spent a lot of money on that (laughs) Um, but then there might have been other things that I didn't end up spending as much money on that other people would so yeah I think it's just about being self-aware and then finding what you want to prioritize and doing that in a a responsible way that works for you. Yeah, and so overall, what would you say that your university experience has taught you um, that you would take forward?
1: Um, Just hide it. (laughs) (laughs) Trick yourself. (laughs) It gets to that point, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I would say that, you know, I still use that strategy and I wish I started doing that sooner. And I guess one final thing that I would say um, is that think sometimes when you're at uni like you say you're like so in it and mm. you're having the time of your life and i feel like sometimes that's the messaging is like this is the time of your life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah. make the most of it you're young Live while you're young yeah and it's so true but it's it doesn't stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you that's finish so journey. like yeah. i um <laughs> i'm super fortunate and i just I love my life and I can still do all these (laughs) super fun things. And they're even more fun because I'm not getting into debt to do them. Mm. I know that my bills are covered and that I'm saving an emergency fund and it feels so good. And like that that sense of well-being was something I missed Mm. and I didn't realise I missed. And my life is so much better not being in debt Mm. and managing my money and... I'm too embarrassed to say exactly how many <laughs> years ago that was, but as I said, like I'm I'm in my thirties, <laughs> halfway through them, <laughs> and like I still feel young. Like I still have so much fun. Yeah. Um. It doesn't stop. Um. I think there's you can you can have an amazing life, an amazing social life, great connection with your family, be able to like support the people that you love, and share these amazing experiences with people and still be on top of your money. Like it's not an either or i really love
0: that <laughs> it's so funny yeah your life does not end when your degree finishes and then you i feel like i was always i had that messaging as well from my dad especially it was like well you're gonna do this for the rest of your life so you're gonna get used to it. it was like oh god okay now i'm in uni it's only freedom i'm gonna have left and you know yes a three-month holiday was so great over summer but um i definitely prefer my life now and I, in fact i was actually driving through um auckland uni on my way to get here and I literally was looking at all the students and I was just thinking, thank God I'm not there. <laughs> Honestly, that's the, the only thing going through my head. I was just like, I'm so glad I'm working. And that's the point I'm at. And, you know, you might not be there. You might like, love uni. But that is a mindset that you can come to as well. You know, you're not just yeah. thinking, oh, this is the best time of my life and everything's shit after this. You it's know, not. Picture me driving through uni thinking, yay, I'm so glad I get to go back to work after this. <laughs> that's so nice yeah so yeah no i totally agree and have loved this chat and really appreciate your time as always kate so thank you so much
1: thank you so much for having me
0: (laughs) disclaimer time so the one up project is an educational platform providing information that is general in nature and has no intention of being financial advice there may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information provided within the podcast at your own risk please complete your own due diligence before making any financial decisions based on the information within this resource i'm not a qualified registered or authorized financial advisor and if you require legal financial or other expert advice you should seek assistance from a professional advisor thanks guys